Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome. You've entered the realm of 1111 Talk Radio. Your host is Simran Singh. It's time to discover your own language with the universe. Learn to empower yourself, broaden your mind, open your heart, and discover who you are. Now, here's your host, Simran Singh. Welcome. Looking forward to an exciting conversation today about the brain. This is one of those things that I have always found completely intriguing, especially as I meet so many left brain people, right brain people, and we're all trying to get into wholeness. So can we bring those two parts of the brain together? Well, the book that I'm talking about today and the gentleman that I'm interviewing, uh, it, the book is titled The Whole Brain Path to Peace, and it is the role of left and right brain dominance in the polarization and reunification of America. The author is James Olson, and it draws on science, philosophy, and modern revelation. James explores how our brain's division into distinct hemispheres results in two divergent ways of responding to our world, noting how one side of our brain tends to dominate the other. James examines the distortions that can result and explains how to minimize them. I love how this book gets into things like perspective and perception and how, you know, we get into the parts and the holes and the holons and all the many things that are discussed here, especially how it does create our world and how we approach our world or receive our world. So I'm very excited to get into this conversation. James Olson is a management-trained philosopher whose studies have included business, engineering, art, Eastern and Western religion, yoga, qigong, psychology, language, a whole host of things. He's traveled extensively throughout Europe, lived in Austria, France, and Germany, and attended Oklahoma State University. He's formerly a farmer and a church deacon and a state and national winner in 4-H. He starts with a core of conservative farm and Christian values, and into that he integrates the complementary perspective of Eastern religion, the liberal perspective of Europe, the wisdom of ancient Egypt, the facts of science, the discipline of business, and the unique spiritual insights offered by modern revelation. He holds a degree in business administration and is currently studying sacred geometry and the experience of the living heart. And uh, if I don't mention it later, which I will remember to, but his website is thewholebrainpath.com, so you can go ahead and jot that down so that you can connect with him. But right now, I want to get into The Whole Brain Path to Peace by James. James Olson. Welcome, James, to 1111 Talk Radio. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for having me. It's great to uh, have you on, and I love how you open this book with a st- an assertion that we are gods. And I hope that that either aligns with people that hears it or it really gets under their skin so they have to think about it. Talk about that powerful statement and what, why people find it either blasphemous and absurd or why people really align with it. 
Well, it's interesting in in that that this came about in that when I set out to write the book, I was going to leave God out of it. I was, it was going to be science, uh, and uh, the way this came about, I was originally going to write it as creative fiction, in which you know, a story is told, and and the the nonfiction gets put into that story. And when I started writing it. Uh, this this word came out namaste when when the first when the two main characters meet and namaste of course uh, most of your listeners know is is, is a greeting and it's translated uh, more or less uh, the the god in me greets greets the god in you acknowledges and greets the god in you and and so this happened and and I ended up writing uh, this chapter uh, about this our relationship with God and and it didn't again didn't really intend to but then when I got to thinking about what I had what I, what I recognized was the right brain gives us this God perspective and so when we're talking about the two brains and what they see and how they respond uh, one brain is our is really our Earth brain that the left which is the left brain which is intended to interact with our physical world and 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 take care of us in the physical world and the right brain is is the big picture brain the it gives us the holistic view and it's it's really god's perspective i mean obviously you know our right brain perspective is is extremely limited uh, relative to you know god's actual perspective whatever that is because god sees everything and obviously we don't but to the extent we can see everything the right brain is the brain that sees it the right brain puts everything that the left brain sees takes all of that information and assembles it into the big picture and so anyway getting back to the the the, the issue is is that uh it's it's important to recognize uh the expansive quality of the right brain's perspective and not to put any any limits on it and to realize uh it just needs uh we just need more education in order to use it. And of course, the right brain perspective uh, isn't the only answer because there are right brain people that don't have a, a good connection to their left brain and, and they get into trouble just as left brain people who don't use the right brain perspective can get into trouble. I mean, they get into trouble in different ways, but uh, we need the whole brain. We we have two hemispheres and, and they have a purpose, but as we come into this life, one hemisphere or the other tends to be dominant, either you know the left, which is typical of males, or the right, which is typical of females. And that one hemisphere tends to be the director. It tends to be the, the CEO, and it, and it looks to the other brain for advice, but it really tends to see itself as, as the person in charge. So we have these two. Actually, we have these two battles going on within us uh, between what the right brain is telling us and what the left brain is telling us. And I I sometimes uh, start uh, my talk by by asking, Have you ever asked a serious, important question that you 
felt really deeply about and really needed an answer. And what you got was two different answers, and often two radically different answers. Well, that's that's the left brain and the right brain answering this. Um, in most cases, I mean, obviously there are always exceptions, and I do deal in generalities in the big picture. Uh, the deep, there are always exceptions, probably to, to almost anything I say, and, and I recognize this, but there there are these these underlying patterns that help make up who we are and, and how we respond. And it's these basic patterns that I look at. And so when I talk about left brain people and right brain people, uh, right brain people often react in the left brain way and uh, left brain people can act in a right brain way. So you can always find exceptions. You can always find a reason not to believe a generality, but uh, it's if you understand that they're both important, the, the right brain's generality and the left brain's details, and you, and you put those, find a way to integrate those two, then you're you're getting close to the truth. Well, and I find it really really fascinating because as you started, you said it was supposed to be a book about science, and there's so much now about science and spirituality uh, trying to create that bridge, or if we think about church and state and the many different ways that we really divide up things, or we talk about people being left brain or right brain, but yet it seems that the trajectory that we're on or the trajectory that this planet needs us to be on in order to survive many of the crises that are at hand is to really find a way to bring the two brains together so that we really utilize them as one rather than falling back into one perception or the other or one strength and not utilizing the other because we just don't go in that direction. Yes, and we often don't because we don't understand our non-dominant brain. Not not that we necessarily understand our dominant brain, which is, is something that that I almost don't understand, uh, and what by that I mean, uh, our our brain is is arguably our most important organ. It it gathers information from the others and and integra- integrates everything, and it's our communicative organ. It it brings us, it connects us to other people, and it also connects us internally. You know. We, when we talk to ourselves, when we dialogue and, and, and look at both sides of issues, uh, that's our brain, and we know remarkably little about it. Uh, most people, even the more educated people, think of the left brain as the analytical brain, the business brain, the science brain, and the the right brain is our creative brain. It's the holistic brain. Maybe the recognize it as the feeling brain, and that's really not much to know about the mechanism through which we gather all the information with which to make the decisions that run our lives and and impact other people's lives. Um, the, the way the brain processes information uh, can tell us a lot about ourselves, and and it can help us to to make better decisions. And 
so we we really need to to know a lot more about our brain and it and it's a shame that that we don't but I'm here to to try to correct that and there there are also other people here but lots of times you you mentioned science uh, scientists get into uh which part of the brain is the speaking brain and which part of the brain uh regulates anger and in that and uh for for the general public that's really not very helpful, and I try to be very practical. And what I'm wanting to know is, is how the the two sides of the brain affect our behavior, because we really have a choice over which side of the brain we use. Now, one side is going to be our dominant or default brain, so we naturally tend to use either our left brain or our right or, or our right right brain in most cases. But we can always use the other side. It's it's not off limits in any way. And what right there, uh, James, because we're going to have to go to a break, and we're going to go deeper into that as we move forward. For some reason, many of us are willing to accept that we are children of God, even if we resist the idea that we are gods. Interestingly, it might be in children themselves that we most clearly see the connection between God and humans. We often speak of childlike innocence, the implication being that we know something they don't. But if we look closely, we are really talking about a certain transparency to life. Children have not yet erected the defenses that adults have. They engage in life in the moment. In some ways, they are as we might imagine God to be. This is from the book, The Whole Brain Path to Peace, The Role of Left and Right Brain Dominance in the Polarization and Reunification of America by James Olson. And the website that you can connect to him at is thewholebrainpath.com. So definitely go there and connect. We'll be right back with James Olson. Find out what's happening on the Voice America Talk Radio Network by keeping up with us on Twitter. You can find us at Voice America TRN. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today. www.1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. 
You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. Before we get back to our guest, I'd like to invite you to visit my website and get your free lifetime subscription to 1111 Magazine. I create this bi-monthly magazine to support individuals in their own path to allow them to access writings and teachings and information from people around the world that have something powerful to share. And in that, you also discover amazing books, CDs, and DVDs that are out there that might enhance your own journey. You can go to 1111mag.com or simran-sing.com and access your free subscription. In addition, I have begun a new daily video diary. You can access that on YouTube or any of my social media, which you can connect to at SimranSing1111. I look forward to seeing you there and being connected as I am embark on some amazing things in the next 13 months, and I would look forward to seeing you when I come to your area. The book that I'm speaking on and interviewing on today is The Whole Brain Path to Peace. It is an Eric Hoffer Award winner, a Nautilus Book Award winner, and a Book of the Year from Forward Reviews, and it is written by James Olson. It's an investigation into the effects of brain perspective on government, corporate life, war, and our personal lives. The two brain hemispheres provide complementary perspectives. The right brain takes in what it is before it is an all-encompassing whole, but in doing this, it can miss critical details required for making correct decisions. The left brain selects contrasts, analyzes, ranks, reduces, and deconstructs what it is before it, and especially in the cultural context, destroys, devalues, and takes reductionist stances. At its best, the left brain is a superb tool for arriving at what is true by separating the wheat from the chaff and for making fine and necessary distinctions of all time. I'd like to welcome you back, James, and like to go a little bit more into how this left brain and right brain work for us or how we are able to tap more into the, I'm going to use the word weaker side of ourselves, so that we balance more into a whole brain perspective. What is the first step of the building blocks for wholeness in this case? In my opinion, it's understanding uh, it's it's knowledge, uh, it's education, um, and by that I mean, I, I know a lot of people want techniques and, and ways of trying to integrate the two brains, but I look at the brain from from the perspective of of, of, of a thinking mechanism as as and, and in that sense, we need to understand what the two brains. The, the, the what our options are. What does the left brain really do for us, and what does the right brain really do for us? What what is it? What are the, their two specialties? Because they're they're two radically different brains. They're they're not not really similar in any way. At least from a left brain, from the dualistic perspective, the perspective that compares and contrasts. From from the left brain perspective. The, the two brains are really opposite. They do different things. The, the left brain is the thinking brain. The right brain is the feeling brain. The left brain focuses on the individual and individual needs, and the right brain focuses on collectives, uh, cultural needs, for example. And so they're really very different. And what we need in order to to 
say you're, you're making a decision and you're a very right brain person. Well, all the right brain characteristics are going to come to you naturally. So, so you're going to naturally be feeling, uh, your, your brain is naturally going to be inclusive and, uh, relationship oriented. You don't have to think about that. But the other side of that, the other half of your brain is this left brain thing. And if you, if you're right brain and you don't understand the left brain, you don't really understand what, what you're missing. So, so if you understand how they're different, that, that you're, you, for example, if you're, back to my example, if you're a right brain person, um, you're, you're focused on the collective, and this is the way most liberals are focused on, more on the collective needs. And sometimes they overlook the, the individual or many of the effects of, of the, the left brain. So, so for example, uh, the left brain is our fear brain. Uh, it's energized by fear, and, and we don't like that, and we want to stay away from that. But that fear is good in, in certain respects in that it, it makes us cautious. So, for example, in our, in our liberal culture, we, we know that liberals want to help everybody and that that's very expensive. And then if we could, uh, if, as long as we can just borrow money, we're, that's kind of easy to do if, if we're for a right brain person. And we don't, maybe we don't see way down the road and understand how debt can pile up and how, how the debt can cause problems and the debt may actually cause problems that will stop you from helping the people you're trying to help. Uh, so if you understand what the left brain does, I mean, I'm kind of getting off, sounds like me, I'm getting away from the topic, but if you understand what the left brain does, you understand what to look for and you, you appreciate the left brain and, and it doesn't become as fearful. Now, let me ask you one way- question real quick there, uh, James. I want to, because it was sounding to me as if the left brain is kind of where the ego lives then. Is, is, is that where our ego comes from? Is that that part of us that wants to uh, either dominate something or go into fear about something or control something? That's that whole side that is is um, trying to figure things out. Yes, that, that's true. Uh, and, and the left brain is the the ego brain. When I as I was developing a chart that I have in my book where I, that I show the the qualities of the left brain and the right brain. I love that. I, I soon I soon realized that that everything that was on the left brain side also described the ego. But, yes, uh, let me um, let me let me read that out because that that was one of my favorite parts of the book was literally seeing on paper this division that you've created in these charts and you have down here that the dualistic brain, uh, the left brain is polar, individual oriented, inwardly focused, views interiors, limited, relative, smaller elements, specifics, and part seeing, and then on the right side it's described as nonpolar, collective oriented, outward looking unlimited, absolute, larger elements, whole thing. And it just made me feel like, gosh, the ego comes completely from the left side of us, and it's almost as if our higher self or God self is sitting on the right side of us. And just in knowing that, that could possibly shift a tremendous number of people because they would then maybe come out of their ego so much and move into inquiring in that right side of themselves. 
Well, yes, and and they can see more clearly how all of, all of these qualities that the the ego left brain uh, how how it values these qualities uh, contrast with with the right brain. And once you you see the these, it's it's like we're on a continuum, and 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 there's this person way over on our left, and that's the ego, and it's it's talking to us, and there's this person over on our right, and it's talking to us, and they're saying different things, and and you don't know which to to who to believe if you're in you know the kind of the if you don't understand what's going on. Once you understand what's going on, that that the left brain is dualistic and that the left brain sees the right brain as its competitor, as its competition, and, and is, is afraid of the of the right brain, and that the right brain is is not afraid, and the right brain is willing to cooperate with the left, but the right brain doesn't, and right brain people don't always understand the left and don't understand its its values, and so uh, the right brain doesn't. The, the the path to peace is the right brain because the right brain is the peaceful brain. It's the God brain. It's the holistic brain that sees everything in its wholeness. And the left brain is the the path to war because the the left brain tries to take things apart. Uh, it sees the, it sees separation. Um, it's it's what starts breaking the whole down into into parts. That allows us to see the details and and to find problems and to find solutions, uh, and so again they together. But but if if you don't understand them, how they work together, then then you're in a position where they're kind of fighting with each other. The effect of separation drives us to live in the suburbs or the country or a monastery. We retreat as a way of separating from the collective and from the conflicts that our neighbors present us with. That way we don't have to make some of the difficult internal spiritual adjustments that are necessary if we are to live in peace among the other members of our culture. And these spiritual adjustments may be exactly what we need as individuals and as a society and might even make up our deeper purpose for being here. The right brain signature response to reality as a way of understanding our experiences is the importance of feeling. And you might be wondering, does separation have a feeling? We're going to find out more about this from James Olson, the author of The Whole Brain Path to Peace, when we get back from this break. This is a Nautilus Book Award winner, an Eric Hoffer Award winner, and a Book of the Year from Forward Reviews. Again, it's The Whole Brain Path to Peace. You can connect with James Olson at his website, thewholebrainpath.com. We'll be right back after these messages. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. People all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today, www.1111mag.com. 
1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. The 7th Wave Channel on The Voice America Network. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll-free at 1-866-472-5795. Again, 1-866-472-5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. To describe the attitude of a left brain dominant individual or collective that lacks a right brain augmented perspective, we need to look no further than the synonyms of separation, withdrawal, alienation, segregation, disconnection isolation. True to form, this was left-brained America's response to the rest of the world when given the opportunity to go to war with Iraq. We withdrew our respect for the opinion of our allies and acted against their strong protests. We segregated ourselves from their criticism and choice of action and ignored the feelings that these actions provoked. In taking these actions, we alienated much of the world, disconnecting from the strong bond of unity created by the events of 9-11, thus isolating ourselves from our traditional friends. This is from the book, The Whole Brain Path to Peace, The Role of Left and Right Brain Dominance in the Polarization and Reunification of America by the author James Olson. Welcome back, James. I'm really fascinated, especially with how so clearly the the left brain illustrates so much of our ego actions and, and decisions, and the right brain, when we let ourselves go there, takes us into that higher self, higher place, more collective choice of of being, and it would seem to me that the right brain is a place of feeling, but if the left brain is more about separation and isolation, does separation have feelings? Is it, Are we also feeling on that side of the brain as well? Well, we, we feel the left brain feels fear, whereas the right brain feels love, or you can say the left brain is energized by fear, and the right brain is energized by love. Uh, and again, this is part of the, we live on a dualistic planet in, in a holistic universe, and so we have this dualistic brain to help us here, and the holistic brain to help connect us to the rest of the universe and, and to one another. And um, there it's 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 a marvelous tool, but we need to to understand it. And, and you ask a question uh, in, in the last segment, and, and the the answer I gave was that we really just need to understand what our options are. It, it's like uh, having a, a smartphone. It can it it can probably do mo- more than most of us know how to do. But we to but to access its its features, we just need to know they're there and and to know just a little bit about them. But in the case of the brain, we basically just need to know they're there because uh, 
Well, but that that implies knowing a little bit about them. But you know, it, all this is there. It, it's it's really an effortless matter to to bring in to ask your if you're if you're a left brain person to ask yourself, well, what was the right brain view of this? You know, you say, you know, I'm normally a left brain person, and I know that my my left brain uh, tends to answer my questions and tends to ignore the right brain. So so you you say, well, what does the left brain do, and and how does it respond? And so if you if you've read and understand the book you you know that you know that you know that the right brain is cooperative and that it's non-judgmental and so you can ask yourself well am i being cooperative and, and am i being uh, non-judgmental and you if you're feeling fear you can know you're in your left brain if you can if you're feeling love you know you're in your right brain so by by knowing a little bit about the brain uh you're able to to actually access its its features better. And and this isn't this isn't to judge the left brain as wrong or bad. This is more of getting an understanding of where we sit in terms of decision making or conscious action or just understanding our own behavior. Am I correct in that? Yes, absolutely. The right brain hemisphere is illustrated in structure and process as uh Something that is nonpolar, collective oriented, perceives whole simultaneously, synthetic, which is constructive, connective or integrative, inclusive, magnetic, which is uh, something that processes intuitively. It has parallel processing. It's cooperative, non-judgmental, and trusting. The right brain looks at serving. It's attraction-oriented, and it is energized by love. It's nonlinear. It's multidimensional, and it is the God perception. It believes in potentiality. It looks for the possibility. When we go into fear, we move into the left brain hemisphere, and that takes us completely into processing, into competitive and judgmental natures. It is when we're skeptical instead of trusting. It is when we're selfish instead of serving. It is when we are energized by fear instead of being energized by love. The left brain will actually take us more into the ego perception. It will see things as one or two-dimensional instead of the multidimensionality that the right brain is able to access. This is all from the book, The Whole Brain Path to Peace, from James Olson. And this unique book considers a number of important questions, such as what is the role of the brain in creating conflict and war. It explores the drug war and the military-industrial congressional complex. It asks, what are the reasons for America's drug war? It asks, what is the source of the political polarization that is tearing America apart? It addresses the reason why we may be in crises in different areas in our world. You can connect with James Olson at thewholebrainpath.com. That's thewholebrainpath.com. We'll be right back with James Olson. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. Have you seen 1111? Do you wonder why certain numbers keep showing up in your life? 11, 111, 22, 33, 444. 
people all over the world are seeing 1111 and learning the language of universal communication. Subscribe to 1111 Magazine today, www.1111mag.com. 1111 Magazine is a bi-monthly print publication that offers a rich, multi-sensory experience. As you engage with experts and topics of consciousness, become enlightened, empowered, and energized so you live a passionate and authentic life of conscious choices. 1111 Magazine, a daily staple for lifting the mindset, discovering the heart, and stepping into conscious living. 1111 Magazine. Order now at www.1111mag.com. 1111mag.com. This is the Seventh Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. You are listening to 1111 Talk Radio. If you'd like to join today's discussion, please call in toll free at 1 866 472 5795. Again, 1 866 472 5795. You may also send an email to info at believesc.com. Now back to 1111 Talk Radio with Simran Singh. Welcome back. I'm speaking with James Olson today, and he is talking about his new book, The Whole Brain Path to Peace. It is an investigation into the effects of brain perspective on government, corporate life, war, and personal lives. And it goes really beautifully into helping us understand the left and right brain. And and I think that that's probably what the brain needs most is to really understand since it is kind of the thinking brain. It is what it does. So I'd love to go into a couple of questions that have popped up in my own mind, uh, James, just from from different conversations that I've had in the past on 1111 Talk Radio, and that is that the brain itself as a whole is just a computer processor and that our real brain actually exists in our gut, our solar plexus, and our heart. What What is your perspective on that, and how do we work with this brain in our heads in comparison to those brains? Well, I, uh, I think that, that even the cell, evidently even the cells have have a brain. Um, one of the people I talk about in my book uh, that knows a lot of, uh, that understands uh, reality really well is Bruce Lipton, and he's an epigeneticist, I believe I'm saying that correct. He studies uh, brain cells, and uh, in our cells have a brain, and, and yes, the heart has a brain. I mean, it has brain cells in it. And so, in in reality, when you look at the big patterns of the universe, you see there's lots of nesting going on. Parts make up holes, and those holes are also parts, and and those, and so so and so, till it gets everything gets larger and larger. In fact, the word has been coined to describe that, and the word is holon, which uh, recognizes that everything is both a whole and a part. And so the, these, the brains, I, I, I imagine, and it makes, it's, it's rational to think that the, the brains in our cells are communicating with the brains in our hearts and the, and the, and the big brain, and they're, they're, all, they're all this marvelous unified system working together, you know, systems of, of brains. Uh, so, yeah, I think that, that there's a lot, that everything has, may have a brain. And, you know, even the, you know, the, the liver 
who knows, may have in the bones, may have a little bit of brain cells that allows it to connect with with the, the main brain. Well, and that makes me think of another thing, that if we have all these cells that are working within our body and they each have uh, their own brains that connect to our other brain, it's almost like that's a universe within us, and if that's the case, then the 7 billion people on the planet running around with brains in our heads are probably cells in the greater universe or cells of a greater mind or a greater body that exists. Yes, that, that's one of the ways I like to look at us uh, in, in terms of as cells of God, cells of the body of God. And, and that just means that we shouldn't really be fighting against each other. We need to be working with each other because we're we're kind of um, we're fighting against our own body in a sense. Absolutely, but we're we're caught up in a left brain culture that that educates us uh, with left brain perspectives and, and fear based limiting limiting perspectives, and uh, it's hard to to not be caught up in that, to be impacted by that. In fact, it's all, almost impossible. Uh, so, we again, if, if we understand what's going on uh, in terms of the, the both the individual brain and the cultural brain, it allows us to position ourselves uh, more where we want to be. You you speak uh, you know in in on your website you you say now's the time to rise above our habits and and be ourselves and and you say our, our birthing is our awakening and and part of this awakening is to be aware of of the mind uh, which is the organ over which we really have the most control uh, and it's it's the one that can can take us into fear or take us into love uh, but if we're m- more in if we have greater conscious control that allows us to choose lots of, lets us know that we have the power to get out of fear and and we do that by getting into our right brain and and connecting with with the wholeness that is our friends uh and, and our spiritual guides. So where do perspective or perception or even the control of the creative process fall in all of this? Because so often we have two people in the exact same situation and they see it so completely different. Or we can have a world event taking place and we have this division of parties looking at this event in completely different uh, perspectives. Talk about how that uh, can be shifted or, or how that comes about in the first place, and then how can we shift it? Well, per- perspective, let me, let me define that. Uh, perspective is what we see from, from where we're standing. Uh, you can be on, on opposite sides of, of uh, say, some big object, and on one side it looks perfect, and on the other side it looks very damaged, and, and it's just a matter of where we're standing. And, and when we look at it in its perfection, 
we process that information and that becomes our our perception and so we have a perception of this object as as perfect and then the person on the other side of that object sees something different he he has a different he or she has a different perspective and their from their perspective this object may look very flawed and that can uh that also applies in the world of mind. All the patterns that are in the physical world also exist in the pattern in the world of mind, and and evidently in spirit, because the the universe, because of the wholeness of the universe, because of the integration. Uh, in fact, that's the basis of parable that that we can look at physical events and and come to better understand spiritual events, and so. Um, That's all right. There there are some diagrams that illustrate the spiral and how we have a very constricted spiral or it ends up being a stretch spiral. And energetically, can you talk about how that uh, creates our perception or creates the creative or allows the creative process to be either more constricted or more expanded? Well, ideally, we would we would. For example, when we're, we're, we're guiding ourselves, okay, so we're guiding ourselves through life, and we have these, the, we can go to the left brain, or we can go to the right brain for advice, or we can go down the middle, we can, we can find a middle path. And, uh, part of, this, this is our choice. This, this makes us who we are, uh, because your, your left brain and my left brain are remarkably similar. And, and my right, and same with our right brain and with everybody listening. The, the great difference in the way, in who we are and what we become depends on how much left brain advice and how much right brain advice we get and what our perspectives are. You know, my perspective living in California, it's much different than someone living in Iraq or Afghanistan. If, if I were born in an, in, in living in a rural area of Afghanistan, I would have different perspectives, and I would have different perceptions, and different, and I would be a very different person because just be, and just because of the perspective mainly, because the perspective in Afghanistan is so different than the perspective in California or, or any state in 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 or any other country, uh, and so. From this perspective, we develop a perception. So, for example, you might you might have been raised in in Afghanistan like the little girl who got shot, Mala. She was raised with a lot of education, and she she was raised in that same culture. But she has a different perception of reality because of the education she she has been given, and then she has a slightly different perspective as well. Living, you know. In a family, her 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 parents were teachers, and so perspective is what we see, and perception is what we make of this. And perspective is relatively simple, and can often be described uh, very easily. But perception becomes incredibly different, difficult to uh, to talk about and to describe because perception brings in all of the many factors in our lives, all of our education, all of our teachers and, and our peers and, and all of this and our fears and, and our and our brain dominance and this all comes in together 
and to to make a very complex uh, perception. So I don't know. I may have gotten off the track a little bit. That was your original question, and that and that's a good point to make because when we when we read books, we're getting another perspective. If you read my book, you'll get another perspective. If you read somebody else's book, that enhances your perspective, and from that, it enhances your perception and 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 makes you uh, more complete. So in bringing the brain together and getting to more of a whole brain path, is it that we are to allow ourselves to understand all perspectives, or is it that we are to eliminate this overanalyzing and thinking through and really get to the place of the no mind? I think Eastern philosophy keeps trying to get everyone to the no mind, and and then there are other philosophies that keep saying, let's move into compassion and empathy. What is the 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 path that actually brings the brain together so that the the love and the fear aspects work in harmony and the fear is is more dissipated or at least uh instead of being a paralyzing fear it becomes something that is a productive fear yes well to be productive we need to see the situation in in a holistic perspective in in the big picture perspective so that we know why the fear to better understand why the fear is there and and what it how it's how it's helping us um it always it always comes back to uh we need both, not one or the other. And and you, you gave me a couple of choices. I can't remember what what you were saying, but, but my what I wanted to say was well it's it's all of those. We can't just oh, you were talking about getting to the place of no mind and getting to the complete place of compassion and we really need to access all of it. Uh the answers are usually all of the above. Uh, when we look deeply into to something, because life is so complex and and it, it is dualistic, we are on a dualistic planet in a holistic universe. So our our task is to see both of these universes as they are meant to be seen, and when we do that, we're able to integrate that. And so the reason we need to get to no mind is because we're so stuck in the in the chatty left brain and, and the right brain is where we have no mind in in the sense that we are we we're there. We're just being. We're not so much thinking and and we're feeling and, and I we we both mentioned that the right brain is more the feeling brain and the left brain is is more the, the thinking brain and and I wanted to mention that the right brain is is seems to be connected closely to the heart uh, because the, we think of the heart as the feeling or organ but it, the the right brain is 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 also it's a very feeling brain because is the James is the left brain connected more to a certain organ such as the right brain being connected to the heart have you have you come across a connection there as well. Well, the the left brain is connected to the right brain. That's its main function. It feeds the the right brain's big picture. the The big picture on on this planet is what we the information that we get from the left brain and integrate and, and integrate it with the right brain into, into the big picture. And so I, I kind of see a channel from the left brain to the right brain and the right brain down to the heart and, and into the in 
to the central energetic channel of, of the body. Um, so, but everything everything is connected in some way, and and no doubt the cells are able to connect to the to the left brain. So I don't want to put uh, any any limitations on on this, but but I do think that the the left brain. I know that the left the right brain gets its information from the from the left brain, and so in, in functionally, it's really nested within the the right brain. It's a part of the right brain. Happiness is a companion of peace. Happiness is being at peace with what we have, at peace with who we are, and at peace with the now. Happiness and peace are built on a foundation of giving and having freedom, which means not being at war with ourselves or others. The happiness that comes when we have the peace of freedom is a function of the relationships we develop, relationships that are both internal and external, individual and collective physical, mental, and spiritual in energy. It's a lot to manage, but the brain was designed for this job. Sometimes we just need to get out of its way. Often that's as simple as removing conflicting beliefs and other ideological barriers from our belief system. This is from the whole brain path to peace, the role of left and right brain dominance in the polarization and reunification of America. It is an Eric Hoffer Award winner, a Nautilus Book Award winner, and a Book of the Year winner as well. It is it is a book that allows you deeper meaning of brain lateralization. Science has long understood the significance of brain lateralization, and researchers know that each hemisphere provides contrasting but complementary perspectives, and that each side deeply conditions our perceptions. You can find out more about James Olson and the Whole Brain Path to Peace by going to thewholebrainpath.com. That's thewholebrainpath.com. Join me next week and the weeks after. We have some amazing guests coming up. Nia Nelly will be talking about her book and her new CD that follows the course of her life. I'm Ray Valion is speaking about the new planetary reality and Timba Spirit speaks about how it was to be a convict and discover spirituality within the prison and take it outside. In addition, look for my book release next week on May 14th, Conversations of the Universe. I'm so excited, so please tune in and get your copy of that. In addition, I will be presenting a TED Talk on May the 15th, so tune in and watch the TED Talk. Until Until next week, I'm Simran Singh. Be well. Thank you for stepping into the doorway of Conscious Choice with 1111 Top Radio. Please join host Simran Singh again next Thursday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern Time for another enlightening edition here on the 7th Wave Network. Remember, shift happens.